0: Hello and welcome back. This is Oscar Barkas here with Sam McFadden. And this is the second episode of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. Today we'll be walking through the newest news in the industry as well as a sleeper and a bus pick that we've chosen. And then we'll end off the show with our top 12 running backs for this year. We're back, baby.
1: We made it. Episode 1 wasn't the only episode. Um, so we're excited to be back with you. Uh, We have pretty much decided Wednesdays are our days for episodes, so you can look for those every week. Um, We are now on seven different platforms, Anchor, which is where most of you guys have been listening to us so far, but we're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. And on any of those sites, just look up SOS
0: Fantasy Podcasts and you should be able to find us. And we will be on iTunes and Stitcher soon. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah,
1: w- but we're excited to where we are at the moment. Um, so let's just get into things. Some big news. Um, we're going to start with Andrew Luck. Uh, it came out yesterday that the Colts aren't ready to determine whether he
0: will or won't be ready for a week one start, which is a little concerning. Not what you'd like to hear, obviously. Um, you know Andrew Luck. Last year it worked out drafting him. People worried about the injury. You drafted him. You felt great about it. It turned out great. This year that that the, injury pricing isn't really there yeah. as much. And the novelty has worn off on the people uh, scared. Yeah, injury. it's it's not great. I mean, I wasn't drafting Andrew Luck where he was at before yeah. the injury. I'm definitely not drafting him now.
1: If he if he falls down in the next few weeks before the draft, I might be interested. But at the moment, I'm not interested. Um, look for him. Look for him in the in the
0: seventh or eighth round.
1: Yeah, would be. Yeah, my... if, if he can fall to the eighth, I'm... ninth, I mean, hundred percent. I'll love it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw Jim Ursay what he said. The small little bone issue.
0: Yeah. So that who knows on
1: on top of the calf issue that we already knew about. Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, was on the radio the other day. He just shouldn't have said anything because now
0: He's just freaking people out. Freaking people out. Um, freaking me out for sure. <laughs> I, you know, Andrew Luck just kind of seems fragile right now. Yes. Keeps getting hurt, and the last thing I want is little bone issues. Yeah. Well, so, that's what
1: the Colts get for sticking him behind the worst offensive line in football for six years. Yeah. Um, but. All the best, to Andrew Luck. I hope that he's healthy because he's an MVP candidate
0: when he's around. Absolutely, and the Colts should be really good. This should be the best team that he's had around him his entire career. So, hopefully, but they can put it all together. Without feet. him, they're
1: they're not. There's no. not a whole lot of hope. No. Um, the next big star, um, Antonio Brown. Few different issues this it's, week. It's been
0: um, uh, it's been a very <laughs> active week for Antonio Brown. I'm sure everyone has, big have seen, has seen his name in the, uh, in the news quite a few times. Uh, it's been pretty confusing. Um, he had the, not
1: confirmed frostbitten, but he went into a cryotherapy um,
0: procedure with the wrong footwear on. I don't think he was even wearing shoes. I don't know how you make that mistake. I can't imagine this was his first time in cryotherapy.
1: No. But... And that isn't even the big thing, so... He has frostbitten feet. His feet look disgusting. Don't look for the picture. The bigger issue is that he threatened to retire
0: two days ago. (laughs) Uh, Which is unsurprising. It's so sad that we have players that are acting like this right now, but not surprising to hear Antonio Brown say threaten that. um, Over a helmet. Over a helmet issue. He says that these new helmets that they're making people wear messes with his vision when he's trying to catch the ball. Every other person that has spoken about the helmets has either said that they're great or that they're just fine, that it's not an issue yeah. to switch.
1: Tom Brady said it was a little hard getting used to, but he's into it now. Jason Witten today said that he loves the new helmet. He said something like it's going from an El Camino to a Rolls Royce or something. So it's just him making a stink. However, yesterday he did tweet saying, well, I disagree... so. After the decision was made by the NFL, he decided to take it to court, and the arbitrator in the court uh, struck down the case. And so he tweeted, While I disagree with the arbitrator's decision, I'm working on getting back to full health, I guess, with this feet, and looking forward to re- rejoining my teammates on the field. So that's a little positive. Hopefully, I mean, the Raiders just made him the highest-paid receiver in the league. Hopefully... He's back.
0: I don't think this changes anything about his fantasy outlook for the year at all. It's you know, except maybe to just put the nail in the coffin that he is gonna be he's gonna be whining the whole season. There's gonna be stuff like this. There's gonna be attitude problems all throughout the year. So if you don't want to deal with that, there are other wide receivers there that you can take. So, however, I
1: will say if he starts moving down, sliding down the mock or the draft boards, I will absolutely take him late in the second, early third. Oh, if he, if he
0: hits the third round, it's that'd be ridiculous. Well, he's he's, he's already still,
1: in the mid-second.
0: Yeah, he's still Antonio Brown at yeah. the end of the day. He's yeah. really, really good. So, yep.
1: Um, a few smaller notes. Well, actually, this determines the Miami Dolphins starting running back Kenyon Drake was seen at uh, practice in a walking boot yesterday. Uh, Brian Flores, the Dolphins head coach, said that he has an injury that will be a while, but the team hopes he'll be w- ready for the opener, which
0: is not what you want to hear. Hopes it's, that you know, he'll be ready. yeah. <laughs> if you're a head coach, you have to say that basically before the walking boot. It looked like Kalen Bullock and him were pretty much in a dead even timeshare right now. Um, you know, people have been some. This it's a split in the fantasy community uh, whether people think that Kenyon Drake or Kalen Bullock is the more talented back. Um, but Kalen Bullock certainly has the opportunity right now, so yeah, things I mean, aren't looking great for Kenyon Drake.
1: If Drake Drake is a better pass catcher, so he'll always have a role. As soon as he's healthy. Right. However, um, to be a starting running back, or you know, even a flex play in fantasy, most of the time you do need an established amount of carries per week. And if K- Kalen Balaz shows out in the next three
0: weeks of preseason, it could get ugly for Kenyon Drake. Could be tough. There, I just there's no way that you can draft him right now at his price. Oh no way. Which is, I believe, the in the round. fifth or sixth round um yeah so wait for him to drop who knows you can yeah. get, get Balazs way later in the draft he's the guy to go with right yeah, now. yeah
1: he was the value regardless but now I mean he's gonna start shooting up draft boards but he's uh
0: grab him all you can yeah Kalen Belage right now is at the top of the 10th round and Kenyon Drake is at the bottom of the sixth so Get the Kenyan, Kenyan Drake out of your drafts and, and get Kalen Balazs in there while you can before he shoots up. Yeah.
1: Um, next little bit of news, Emmanuel Sanders is back. So he tore his Achilles back in December, and usually that takes at least a year. I mean, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, and they're projecting at least a year before he can play. Um, and Emmanuel Sanders is back. He's practicing, and he says that he'll be ready for week one uh they may take him slow they may may let him warm up f- through the first 4ish weeks but it's good news
0: I, the word out of camp is that he looks good yeah um he's he's not it's not just running in a straight run. line it's uh he's he's fast he's he's mobile so um i think Emmanuel Sanders will have no problem beating his ADP this year i think At he's, the moment. A, he's a value right now after this news comes out he might uh shoot up the draft boards but I don't, Keep an eye think, I don't know if it will too much,
1: because people will be scared about the injury, and Joe Flacco is now his quarterback. But to me, Joe Flacco being his quarterback is a good thing, because at this point in Flacco's career, he likes to throw it short, and that's where Emmanuel Sanders excels. Um, this that's is definitely. bad news for Deshaun Hamilton, uh, who was looking like a pretty good play, but...
0: You know, he's a slot receiver also. He's, he's had some injury problems this uh, recently, too. So, Deshaun, it, it's not looking great for him. You could take a late round and fly on him. Um, yeah, I've pretty much taken him off my boards unless he falls to me late. In the yeah. later rounds, I'm just not looking for injury. Yeah. I'm not looking for injured players. Yeah. Unless they're, like, starter caliber players yeah, that are injured. I agree. I'm not, I'm not taking those. The shots. So
1: good news for Emmanuel, maybe not as good news for Deshaun, but just something to keep an eye on. Um, and the last bit of news here, we've got Duke Johnson. So he was traded to Houston last week, but this was after we recorded our episode. Um, we talked about Donta Foreman being cut by Houston, picked up by the Colts, and now Duke Johnson was traded to Houston. For a conditional fourth-round pick, which is a lot to pay for a running back that didn't want to play for the team he was on, he was on the Browns. But this is good news for a lot of players and bad news for Lamar Miller.
0: Right, and if just in case no one anyone's out there that doesn't understand conditional by conditional fourth, it means it could be a fourth, could be a third. Yeah, depending on Um, I think
1: it's ten games that he has to suit up for, which is going to happen.
0: Which he will. Um, So that's a high price to pay. Um, But it's good for Houston, good for Deshaun Watson. It tells me that the Texans really like Duke Johnson. They're willing to put out a third-rounder, basically, for Duke Johnson. Uh, He's going to be involved in the game. He's a very good pass catcher, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. Um, And I don't think that... You know Lamar Miller's gonna disappear at all. No, but not at all. I think that offense as a whole will be a step that much up better that uh, much because better. he's on the field.
1: And um, this really, really helps Nick Chubb because now there's there's a, a second year running back named Don Trail Hilliard that's look good in preseason so far. That can catch passes, but this gives Nick Chubb probably ten or fifteen more targets. On the year, yeah, which which is
0: at the top end of running backs, every target counts, you know. Yeah, so um, we've definitely moved him up our boards. Yeah, uh, we'll talk uh, about him later today. uh, And Dontrel Hilliard, I don't draft Dontrel Hilliard. Yeah, especially because he's going to have some pass catching work until Kareem Hunt gets there, but I don't think it's enough to be fantasy relevant. I agree. Um, But
1: like I said, good for Deshaun Watson. The Houston offense as a whole um, and Duke Johnson will have some value and I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later because we have a new segment that we're gonna bring up but first let's get into some sleepers and busts so Sam who's your sleeper I'm happy you asked
0: (laughs) my sleeper. Uh, for the year is none other than Albert Wilson. And if you know Sam, this does not come as a shock at all because he has been grabbing him. I love Albert Wilson. I've gotten him in every single draft, and that's because currently he's undrafted. He's not being drafted in, in, in leagues. And I think that's insane. Part of it is because he was injured, he has an injury, he's still working back from it, not back yet, but... So far, word is good that he's going to make a comeback, if not week one, then on week two. So if you don't want to draft him, that's fine. But pick him up off those waivers when he's coming into the game. immediately Because he he is a very talented wide receiver. People don't understand. So he's averaged 13 yards per reception on his career, which is not bad. That's pretty middle of the road. But once he moved to Miami this past year, it hopped up to 15 15 per reception, which is great. He's gotten better every single year as far as catch percentage goes. His career average is sixty four point four, but that jumped up to almost seventy five percent in Miami, which is awesome. He actually uh, was tied for tenth in the league in catch percentage with Zach Ertz last it's a year. Tight end, That's so crazy. <laughs> Zach Ertz caught almost. He his he couldn't he couldn't not catch the ball last yeah. year. So he's he's and if you think Albert Wilson's just as good, you you throw it to the guy. He's he's gonna catch it. He's had some uh, breakout games last year, right uh, before the injury. He he won some weeks for some some people. Two weeks in particular, he was a really good DFS Um, play last year. Daily fantasy. He breaks out some big plays. The dude is really speedy he's been a great punt returner and uh, kickoff returner his entire career so he's got that speed that you'd want out of a for for a guy to break off uh, big plays now you can't you can't count on those big plays really as much as you can uh other stats but the dolphins offense might be a little stagnant and that might be a way that might be a reason you're not looking at albert wilson but those plays will come. Oh yeah, and those we talked about it last week.
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick is now their quarterback, at least for a portion of the we year. You got Fitz Magic throwing you the ball. Anything can and happen. and he loves to chunk it down the field, which is perfect for Albert Wilson. Um, I know that. Uh, what's their offensive coordinator's name? He was the wide receiver coach with the Patriots? Oh, jeez. Um, their new Dolphins new offensive coordinator that came down with Brian Flores obviously the patriots love slot receivers and he said that he thinks Albert Wilson can play out of the slot which is just that much more valuable um, absolutely if, if he's got a starting spot on the team
0: it's great value and he he will be a starter for the dolphins i don't believe in devonte parker personally i don't think he I, I think he's got some talent but he doesn't want it enough Albert yeah. Wilson works his ass off. He's there every day. He's coming back from injury. They'll see it. They'll want him out of the field.
1: Yeah, and uh, so going back to his speed, I just looked it up. He runs a 4-4-3-40, which is blazing fast. Um, so fast. And if you, some of you might be asking, who who is this Albert Wilson guy? Um, he played for the Chiefs for a long time, um, and the, the Dolphins paid him a good amount of money to come out because – even though he was stuck behind a bunch of great wide receivers, um, they realized the talent, and like you said, they realized he could work hard. Um, and he
0: flashed last year. I think he'll be pretty good. I don't. I don't want to get too crazy. Don't. I'm not saying he is as good as this guy, but it reminds me a little bit of Robert Woods. He's not as good as Robert Woods. Don't take. Don't get me wrong. Robert Woods is phenomenal, but. When Robert Woods was on the Bills for several years, he didn't get the targets. He wasn't getting involved as much. But you you would watch him play, and you'd say that, that guy playing. is really that yep. guy is just a good receiver. Yep. he just needs the he needs the targets. He needs the chance. He goes to the Rams. He's gets the phenomenal. chance. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. He was a wide receiver one because, last
1: year. Uh, like it's Chad O'Shea is the offensive Chad coordinator. O'Shea, like right. like he said, he can play anywhere, and that's Robert Woods. Very Robert Woods like so. Mm-hmm. Grab up Albert Wilson while you can because I know in my drafts I will not be getting him as long as I'm drafting with <laughs> Sam. Um, Absolutely. But very talented. My sleeper, another wide receiver, another young wide receiver. Um, this guy was uh, Michael Gallup, plays for the Cowboys, um, second year wide receiver. Right now his ADP is 1307, so at the very end of the draft. Um, as far as how the Cowboys value him, he was drafted in the third round. He was drafted in front of Orlando Brown and Mark Andrews, who both play positions that the Cowboys needed, tackle and tight end. Um, and he was drafted in front of several talented wide receivers that we've all heard of. Traquan Smith, Kiki Kuti, Antonio Callaway, Deshaun Hamilton. All four have made splashes in the league, and I think it's time for Michael Gallup to get his turn. Um Rookie wide receivers do take some time, so that's why we didn't see a whole lot out of him last year. But his target counts in the last six weeks were five, six, seven, nine, four, and six. Um, and this is after the Amari trade. So, this Amari Cooper coming to the team helped his value because it helped uh, draw attention away from Michael Gallup and it made the team better as a whole. Dak Prescott got way better, which is only better for the rest of the receivers. On top of that, there are not a whole lot of target competition on the team. Alan Hearns was cut. Uh, Jason Witten's back, but he's going to be a short game wide receiver or short game tight end. Um, It's Amari Cooper, Cooper, Michael Gallup, and then in the slot is uh, Randall Cobb. So he's a starter. He's bona fide. The Cowboys think he's really good. He just developed a kind of repertoire with Dak Prescott at the end of the year, and his last game of the year was the postseason game versus the Rams, and he went six of nine targets for 119 yards. So he's proven that he's got talent. Obviously, um, he hasn't shown a whole lot of it yet, but I think it's only going to get better for Michael Gallup.
0: Uh, I love the pick. You don't know how happy it is as Cowboys <laughs> fan to hear you say those. It's to say his name as your sleeper. I really appreciate that. Um, the offense is going to be great this year. Yeah, Kellen um, Moore stepping in as offensive coordinator. Uh, if Zeke is there, it'll be great. Uh, Michael Gallup he had he had a couple of games there throughout that uh, streak that you mentioned where he put up good fantasy yeah, finishes. Yeah. He was a startable uh, wide receiver a couple of those weeks. So I have no reason to believe that he can be that. Multiple times in the season, yeah. I, I don't think it's difficult to beat his ADP in the back of the thirteenth round right now. I think yeah. he is. I think he's the uh, second wide receiver on a good offense. I think it's about barring injury, of course, it's damn near impossible that he doesn't beat his ADP. I
1: agree. And he had two touchdowns towards the end of the year. He was putting up about fifty to sixty yards per game when he was getting those targets. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's got talent. Um, Dak Prescott likes him. And he's playing across from a great wide receiver in Amari Cooper. And when you play across from a great wide receiver, it can turn you into a pretty great wide receiver also. Yeah,
0: the only only thing a knock on him I'll put is that touchdowns could be hard to come by this season. I mean, obviously you've got Zeke and Amari getting touchdowns. But uh, I think the addition of Jason Witten, he's going to be... He's mostly going to be used to convert third downs. Mm -hmm. But I think he will be used... um, pretty frequently in the red zone. He'll be out there. So, uh, and we got uh, our the new running back Tony Pollard who who can catch the passes. So, there might be a lot of pat, pass catchers down in the red zone. Um, he could still be hovering around the five touchdown area. Which is not bad. You can have fine. fantasy value. And
1: we're looking at sleepers. I mean, uh, we're hoping for a wide receiver 3 out of these guys. And I absolutely think that both these guys can be wide receiver 3s. Yep. Um, let's go ahead and move on we've got some busts and these busts might make some people angry um, considering they're both high end running backs first round we're going to get started and not care what people think so Sam who's your bust so my
0: bust this year is Le'Veon Bell (gasps) running back for the Jets Um, some might say it's personal bias because I had him on my team last year but no, 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 no I would never let that happen. Uh, His ADP right now is the 8th pick of the first round. And he's Uh, only getting higher. He's only getting higher. Uh, Now that the Melvin Gordon thing has come out, and the Zeke thing now, people are getting scared. I've seen him drafted ahead of Zeke in a lot of drafts, which is crazy to me. Um, So, why, why would he take a step back? Well, first of all, he's been off the field for... Six hundred days just about. Yep. By the time they start, it'll be over six hundred days between game between the last time he was on the field for one. So he's going to take a second to reacclimate. Sure, he's been practicing, but when you haven't played a game, it's a different it's speed, it's a different, different animal altogether. You have to get back into that. So there's that. Also, this is by far the worst team that he has ever been a part of in the NFL. By the Steelers far. have been great the last couple yeah. of years while he's been in the league. He's, he's been uh, very lucky to be a part of a winning team with a incredible offensive line uh, to boot. This is the worst offensive line by far that he's he's had to run behind. Not to mention his running style, when you watch him run, it's a thing of art, sure, but he does a lot of waiting, a lot yeah. of holding he's on, finding, finding the holes. When you don't have those holes for very long, you can't wait. You yeah. can't find them. You have to go, and that's just not what he does really often. So we'll see how he adapts to this offensive line. Uh, I'm not... I don't think it'll be as effective as it was in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, also, his coach is Adam Gase. And if you don't know, Adam Gase... Oh I personally don't like him. I think he does a, a poor job of giving opportunities to the most talented players on the team. Um, he spent the last couple of seasons uh, as the as Miami's head coach uh, when they had... And they had Kenyon Drake there. He's... And he's been doing everything he possibly could to limit his opportunities. But... Uh, Fantasy players have been ripping their hair out for the last two years, begging him to give him more. And he passing. did it with Jay Ajayi also. He did it with Jji Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi only finished as the RB eleven because he had two, he had those massive yeah. massive games two years ago. Um, so, which you can't you just can't count. on yeah. um, He doesn't throw the ball to the running back very often either. His uh, his best patch, pass catching back was in twenty fifteen with Matt Forte. Um, who who caught 55 of 72 uh, passes, which might sound great in a vacuum, but the year before he came, Matt Forte uh, caught 102 passes on 130 targets. Yeah. So he just Almost strangles. Half. He strangles the yeah. the value out of these players. Um, he didn't want Le'Veon Bell there. Yeah. That was the GM that has now been fired. That was his deal. So Gaze doesn't want him there. He doesn't. He does. LeVeon Bell isn't required to have as many touches as he did with the Steelers. Yeah. I think he'll get a lot of touches just of because he's they the best player. So they paid him, they have to use him. But he's not required to get all these catches yeah. at all. They have, you know, they have some talented young wide receivers that they can figure out what they got. You know, it's it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do with him. The other thing I'll say about Adam Gase is that he's horrible for pace of play. He he always yeah. has been. Uh, if you take out the years he was with Peyton Manning, and I I'd say Peyton Manning was calling more plays than Adam Gase at that point. Oh, uh, percent You take out those years and he's averaging 59.6 plays per game, which is horrible. 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 God-awful. The league so,
1: average is about 65. Best teams yeah, are about 70.
0: Yeah, and you know, you might say five plays, that's not that much, but every single that is a lot of that's a lot of plays. It's that's, a ton. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. So coming from the the play of the Steelers, who have always been very good at, at pacing plays, of the to this it, there's just that opportunity just takes another hit. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think I think Le'Veon Bell's value is based entirely upon his opportunity there. He's a very good running back. And his talent. He's a very good running back. I don't think that factors in at the top because all these running backs are yeah. talented. They're all they're all up there for Fair. a reason. Yeah. But he's one of the only running backs that's on a slow poor team yeah and every year i think
1: since 2015 i think eight of the top 10 running backs have all been on winning teams every single year it's an average and i don't believe that the jets are a winning team
0: so yeah it's it'll be very tough and they sign they did sign ty montgomery after they brought bell in yeah i'm not saying ty montgomery is great or anything but it's another pass they brought him in for a reason. I think he'll take a little bit of the passing work. Yeah. Um, Gase, it's Gase's guy. So yeah, you know, we'll I agree. have to wait and see.
1: And not say I still think Le'Veon Bell is going to be great, but considering he's the sixth running back off the board, I think um, there are a lot of other values to take in the first round. Um, and this is the same with the next guy that I'm going to bring up, James Conner, which is sad to be talking about him as a bust because I really loved the guy. Um, loved him coming out of pit. Um, Gotta love that he, story. Yeah, man. his his story coming back from cancer. Great guy. Um, worked behind Le'Veon Bella's first year, and you everyone could see how good he was. Um, and last year he was great. However, his ADP is 110. He's going in front of guys like Todd Gurley, who does have injury concerns, but Dalvin Cook also, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. Personally, I would take all of these guys in front of James Conner. People different opinions with me. I'm just, I've, I've got him a lot lower than most, and there are a few reasons for that. He's injury-prone. Um, last year, several times he went down with injuries, allowing for the next guy that I'm going to talk about uh, to come in and take some work, which tells me that he might not be able to handle the type of workload that Le'Veon was able to handle for so many years in Pittsburgh. And... Uh, Mike Tomlin wants one of those guys. He wants someone that can take the 20 rushes and eight catches per game um, workload. And James Conner might not be able to do that. Um, The team has found another guy that might actually be able to take this workload in Jalen Samuels. When James Conner was out, Jalen Samuels was just as good as James Conner was playing. Um, They also drafted Benny Snell in the fourth round um, out of... Kentucky and Benny Snell's a bruiser which means he'll be in in the red zone maybe take some touchdowns away from James Conner. considering he had 12 touchdowns last year that's going to be that's going to affect him a little bit um and most importantly to me the team lost Antonio Brown and when you lose the genera- generational talent that is Antonio Brown the offense is going to take a step back I understand there's Juju Smith-Schuster now and he's great um but defenses are not going to have to worry about two great wide receivers so they are going to be able to stack the box a little bit more and make things more
0: difficult for James Conner I actually disagree with you on this one. I think James Conner is going to be a good uh, will be a good first round pick for people I think that people are overreacting about Antonio Brown is a great player and it's definitely a huge loss but the Steelers I do believe they're still going to be good this year I personally think they're going to win that division or at least be second. They're not going to be. They're not going to lose to the Ravens and the Browns. they may lose to one of them, but they'll still be a good team. This I think they'll still have a winning record. Um, and when they're winning, and you you have an offense like that, they'll have a good offense. I think I think that James Conner will have a lot of opportunity in a really good offense. I don't think Jalen Samuels can handle twenty carries and a bunch of receptions every game. I was a very. I, I think he's talented. I think he could take some of the kick, pass catching work for sure. But they've also been putting him out wide and stuff. Yeah. You know, they have both those yeah. players on the field at the same time. So and I I do agree with you though. Mike Tomlin wants one guy that he can give the word to, and I think that is James Conner. I think he's the most talented guy on the on the roster. I do think that Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels might vulture a touchdown or two. But I also think those touchdowns, those touchdown numbers, uh, rushing wise especially. Will go up for the Steelers this next year. I think. Um, uh, I I wouldn't call. I don't. For he might be injury prone. I wouldn't give him that label just yet. Um, he he needs more time. I if he gets injured this year, then I'll be willing to say it. But right now, I'm not. Uh, I agree. I'd probably I have Todd Gurley ranked higher than him. Um, but if it really came down to it in the first round, I'm picking a running back. I would probably take james connor over the guys you listed um but that's the difference between these guys is not that big so it's just i think it i think drafting james connor totally depends on what you think the steelers are going to accomplish this year
1: yeah and i I'm, it,
0: those two things are very correlated i understand this is absolutely a hot take um
1: and i'm not saying the steelers are going to be bad necessarily but they've always been a top five offense. And I think that they're gonna drop down more into the 12 to 15 range this year, um, which isn't, uh, James Connors can still be very good in that offense, um, especially as a top 15 offense. Um, however, it just makes it that much harder for a guy without a ton of experience who got injured a lot in his first year in the job. Um, I obviously, I said this, I love the guy. I think he's talented but I'm lower on him than most people in the industry, most experts are. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Um, So we're gonna move on to our RB1s, our top 12 running backs, and we actually have 13 because we had two guys tie for the last spot, Um, but let's get into this. So I'm gonna run through the list pretty quickly, and then we'll go back and talk about each guy. So number one overall, we have Saquon Barkley, Number two, Christian McCaffrey, three, Alvin Kamara, four, Zeke Elliott, five, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Damian Williams, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and then tied for 12, we have James Conner and Kareem Johnson. So those are our top 12 running backs, top 13. Um, so let's get into this. What do you think about Saquon?
0: I mean, there's not <laughs> a whole lot you can say about Saquon other than that he's uh, he's a freaking monster. Yeah, uh, he's a physical specimen. He seems it seems like he's a different species than the rest of the people out there. Oh, yeah. at the combine he broke every record you could possibly do. He was just ridiculous. If you just look at him, he's incredible. He's got thighs bigger than most guys' heads. Yeah, the guy can the guy's unstoppable. He was good on a team on a, on the Giants last year. Yeah. It's it's which is I don't know how you do that yeah um not a great offensive line you got Eli Manning throwing the ball you know it's I will I will say that their offense did rank it wasn't you know bottom of the barrel it was more middle of the pack uh, which I don't think a lot of people uh, realize believe yeah. when I say that but it was true and um, it was on the shoulders of Saquon it was on the shoulders of Saquon uh, I will say. OBJ is not there anymore. Yes. And in the games that OBJ didn't play and Saquon did, he was, he scored five points less per yeah. game without OBJ. However, he was still over 20 points a game. Yeah. So you can draft him comfortably. And, comfortably. He's going to be around 20 points a game probably. Yeah. Um, he just, it might be, t- it will be tougher this year. Yeah. You know, Eli is, is a year older. They have this new guy, this new quarterback they just drafted out of Duke. Um, and if he takes over, the offense could get worse. It could get better, but it could yeah. get a lot worse. Yep. It could be really ugly
1: for a year. However, I don't think that matters for Saquon. I think regardless of who's quarterback, um, I watched the first couple drives of the Giants game, uh, first preseason game, and Daniel right. Jones looked pretty good. Um, it doesn't, it's not super telling considering it's preseason week one. But I think regardless of who's quarterbacking, Saquon's still going to get a ton of carries, still going to catch a lot of balls, and he's a breakout. He gets his value because he makes breakthrough plays. 20-plus um, yards, he's incredible at.
0: Um, right, but some people could look at that as a problem because he had he had more uh, huge runs and catches than any other running back in the league last yeah. year, which was a big reason why he was number one in a lot of formats last year and you can't really count on them. It, seem, it seems like yeah, Saquon more the new one. you can steps. count, but those don't always translate year to year. Um, yeah, I mean, however, I, I will say you, you
1: brought up he's a generational athlete. You talk about athletes at the, at the draft combine, and if you're at the top of the boards, you're a 99% athlete. Saquon's a hundred percent athlete. He is, Absolutely, he is Absolutely. the biggest freak of nature, the biggest athlete possibly in NFL history, and this is his second year. Yeah,
0: I you can draft him comfortably. I don't think there's any way he's less than the RB eight on the year. Oh no way, no way. And I don't think you can say that comfortably about anyone else, really. Yeah. Um, but draft him. Don't look back. You'll be happy. Do not worry about it.
1: Yeah, and you brought up the counterpoints. I was surprised that I was on the uh positive side there. I he's Sam's number 1 overall. He's my number 2. Regardless, he's going to be incredible. Yeah. So, I don't think there's too much to worry about. Um our next guy up is Christian McCaffrey. He's my number 1, Sam's number 2. So, he and Saquon are tied for that number 1 spot. Um
0: he's so good. <laughs> he he is he Is about as good a pass catcher I've ever seen in a running back. Yeah, gets monster amount of targets, and he's Um, also a great runner. He's a he's a great runner. He's really improved as a runner since Mm -hmm. he got in the league uh, in the last two years. Um, There's nothing not to love about the guy um he's on a better team than saquon so i can a much better team than people realize i can i can totally understand if you want to draft him first overall you're going to get no complaints from me uh i just there aren't as many problems with christian mccaffrey as there are with saquon
1: yeah um and cam newton's going to be fully healthy or should be fully healthy again which could change some things because the reason that Christian McCaffrey caught so many balls last year. Is Cam Newton really couldn't throw the ball very far down the field? However, he's still going to hover about that hundred target range, which is incredible for any running back. Yeah,
0: I think uh, I think he might lose some work to Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore coming out yeah. more as uh, they get Greg Olson and back. Greg Olson's healthy, um, but I think it'll benefit him. A ton. I think it'll be about even because the offense will be way way better. better. He'll have more, more scoring more, opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll be used a ton. He's yeah. He's a, a no brainer. Yeah. At the top of the he field. had
1: he had 13 touchdowns rushing and receiving combined. And if you look at most of the other guys that you're drafting at the top, that's about where they're at. And so the offense getting better could just help him even more um so i don't i don't think we have to really get into either one of those guys too much no and really you don't have to get into any of the top four and we'll get into zeke a little more in a sec but first let's talk about alvin kamara um so another generational talent saints found him in the third round out of tennessee super good running back super good pass catcher um
0: and he lost Mark Ingram this offseason, so things could get even better for but him. But they got a guy named Latavius Murray. I I don't think his role is going to be that different no. from last year. Uh, Sean Payton came out and said that he'll have the same role as yeah. last year. I don't think you, you can expect a ton more touches or or anything like that. Uh, I think Latavius Murray will get a lot of the red zone carries. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I still think Alvin Kamara will be around the... 15 total touchdown area. yeah, yeah. Um, So I don't think you have to worry about touchdowns so much. But I don't think you should be expecting... I don't think you should draft Kamara expecting him to have a huge bump in in carries. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because most of the big guys are around the 260, 250 Mm -hmm. uh, rushing um, mark. And, you know, big guys like Zeke are pushing 300. Yeah. He'll be closer Tomorrow to two, about two hundred. Yeah,
0: um, and but that's not too totally fine. Year. He's hyper efficient. He yeah. catches. He get, He's great at catching the ball. He'll be super involved in one of the best offenses in the league. So yeah, I mean, there's no and really problem.
1: Drew Brees is getting a little older. We saw his arm talent drop a little bit last season, and that's probably better news for Alvin Kamara because him being out in the short passing game is probably
0: even better value now. Yeah. He is, he's the running back one and the wide receiver two on the Saints offense. That's a very valuable role. <laughs> very valuable. So, That's
1: Joe. almost an understatement that yeah. it's very valuable. Um, our next guy, Zeke, he would be my number one. Um, we both got him at four, I believe. Um, he would be my number one. He's so talented. However he's got some issues
0: going on um he was he was still my number one last week but we're just getting too close get. it's making me nervous these top four guys are so good why take the risk of missing a couple of games with zeke when you could get one of these guys that's going to be there every day every game and be great i do think when zeke does play i think he'll be the most valuable running back oh for in sure. fantasy um Towards the end of the year, especially once they got Amari Cooper, they start he throwing in the ball yeah. way more, which I love. He was on pace at the end of the at the end of the year with Christian McCaffrey in targets, which is ridiculous. Nuts. If he gets, he, I don't think he'll get those kind yeah. of targets all season. But, but if he were to, he'd be far and away the number one. Yeah, um, yeah. He had
1: ninety five targets last year, which was way more. I think the year before he was about thirty. He's never um, had more so, than thirty seven targets in the yeah. year
0: before last year.
1: So he. <laughs> You know, last year showing that he could he he was efficient as a pass catcher just improves his value that
0: much more absolutely and not to mention touchdowns were a problem for Zeke. Yeah, I don't, I, people don't really people think Zeke always oh, a monster. He gets his touchdowns. He only had nine total touchdowns last year. Yeah, and six that, on the ground. I believe I believe the two years prior, if you average it out, he was something he was averaging a touchdown something like every thirty touches, yeah. every thirty-five and it touches, was fifty and it bumped up to every 50 touches this past year which is ridiculous so if it's you, not gonna if happen. you take that back down he's good i i think he'll be somewhere if he plays 16 games i think he'll be somewhere closer to the 15 to 20 range of touchdowns yeah. and if that's the case he will be the number one running
1: back yeah but he's got to get out there first he's got um, he's got to get out there we talked about this last week jerry jones had said that or jerry jones hadn't said zeke's um camp had come out and said that he won't play in this year if he doesn't get a new contract and we made the take that jerry jones will pay him however there have been some conflicting arguments this week jerry jones has said a lot of great things about tony pollard um i'm not that worried still
0: i I bumped him down to fourth out of the big four but they've been talking about tony pollard but he didn't look that great in the preseason he looked all right um I don't I don't think that anyone thinks that Tony Pollard can handle even the majority of that workload. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of just sounds like they're talking trying to get Zeke to budge. Zeke won't budge. He's he they have to pay the guy. They should pay the guy. And if the Cowboys they, are so if They want to be a contender this year or even a playoff team, they need Zeke.
1: But They got to pay the guy. I will say so we moved him down to 4 and if you're drafting him, I'd still be confident taking him number 1. But if you're doing that, you gotta hedge, hedge your bets. You gotta draft either Tony Pollard or Alfred Morris, someone who might be his handcuff, just in case he misses a few weeks to start the year. Um,
0: I yeah. think that's yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think I would touch him at one. I would. I would touch him at four. But like we said, th- these three guys ahead of him. There's. They're going to be there, and they're going yeah, to be phenomenal. To be There's so just no good. reason to take that. Yeah, There's yeah, problems right
1: now. You're right. But still, I, any of these other guys that we're about to talk to, I would take Zeke before. I would um, I would too. So let's get into the rest of those guys. Next is David Johnson, who last year um, people took at the number one overall spot and were very disappointed. Seeing as how he finished number 10, um, he still finished as a running back one, which is all you can ask for pretty much. Um, and he was he was pretty bad last year, and it's all due to Mike McCoy.
0: Yeah, they didn't use him well at all. They were a super slow team. Didn't didn't were dead, lat, dead last in pace of play last year. Yep. not a lot of plays to go around. And when they did use David Johnson, they would run him straight up the middle into a stack which is box. not what he's good at. He only had fifty uh, around fifty targets, uh, or around fifty catches. Sorry, uh, last year, which is. Way too low for Yeah, a guy, In like David 2016,
1: Johnson. when he was the running back one, he had about 100 catches, so yeah. double. Yeah. Um, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry. Before that, he was averaging close to five. Um, and Cliff Kingsbury is now his coach, and Kyler Murray is now his quarterback. I think that the Cardinals are going to be a lot better this year. Maybe not a playoff team, but way better in terms of pace of play and points scored which is all good things for David Johnson. David Johnson is one of the top running back talents in the league. Um, he just needs the opportunity that I believe is going to come with this new coach and new quarterback.
0: Right. He'll be, he'll be targeted a lot more. Cliff Kingsbury loves to target the running backs. He's got one of the best ones for it uh, in the league now. Uh, and that's the biggest part of it. I, I, think, I think he'll be great. Uh, I'm not so sure that the Cardinals will be great. They'll be so. They'll certainly be better, and they'll be good enough for David Johnson to be a top, uh, a top five running.
1: Yeah, um, and he, uh, he, uh, back in 2016, going back to the pass catching, and back in 2016, he was graded out as the number one pass catcher in the league, regardless of position. He is a phenomenal pass catcher, and seeing as how. Cliff Kingsbury wants to run that air raid offense. I think David Johnson's going to have a lot of value this year. Um, our next guy should have a lot of value if he can stay healthy. And, I mean, everyone's crossing their fingers. And this guy is Todd Gurley.
0: Um, he's so good. He'll be great. I, the injury's a problem at any point in time in practice, after a game. There could be knee swelling and he could be out for a game or two. Yeah. So that's a problem. However, I think he'll be utilized well. Uh, Sean McVay's great. He's Brilliant. about the best coach they could have for this situation. I think he'll still get a lot of touchdowns. I think they'll use him when he's at his best. Uh, I think you'll, you might see uh, some Malcolm Brown, some Daryl Henderson uh, put in there. But um, I think he's still worthy of a, of a late first, early second round pick. I have no problem drafting him there. Uh, it's a little scary. Uh, it I'm, is. I, I'm, I'll, I'll probably end up drafting some guys that I think are worse before him. Uh, I'm certainly not going to be drafting him everywhere, but I might grab him once or twice. Yeah,
1: you got to own some Todd Gurley, especially at the reduced mm-hmm. value that he's at right now. Um, because he has a generational talent. He um, Last year, when he was super injured, he had 21 touchdowns. And you compare that with the rest of these guys that we have at the top, and it's nowhere close. Alvin Kamara was the closest with 18. And speaking of Alvin Kamara, he we talked about him as being one of the most efficient backs in the league. Todd Gurley is the most efficient. And so if they're going to reduce his workload, sure, it'll hedge some points off. That's why we don't have him towards the top. But he's still efficient enough to make him a great running back.
0: Right. Um, yeah, he... he- by the end of the year, he could be the number one running back. Period. And yeah, if, if you if, can grab that at the back of the first or early second, yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah, it's I, same with Zeke. We don't want to put him up towards the top because there are the concerns when you have set guys like Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. That's why you drop guys with either contract issues like Zeke or injury issues like Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. But
0: if you get him and he's healthy, he. He'll be the number one running back. Yeah. Uh, our next guy is Le'Veon Bell. We talked about him a little bit uh, earlier. I don't think we have to talk a ton more about him. No. Um, he's he's a great running back. Yeah, on and a, he on was your less bust. than great team.
1: He was your bust. We've still got him at number eight. He,
0: I I think he'll be a top fifteen back. Yeah. I'm not so sure he'll be a top eight back like people are drafting. Yeah. Or he's being
1: drafted as the running back six, which is hard to project. However. He's a super talented guy if the dice roll his way. If he's as good as people think he's going to be, he's another guy he could fight for that top spot. Um, I think it's a little less uh, possible for him. Like I said earlier, there are only two guys out of those top 10 every year that are on a bad offense that still end up, or a bad uh, losing team that still end up in those top 10. And I would put Saquon Barkley in. Uh, David Johnson over Le'Veon Bell, but he'll still be there at the top, and if he follows it all, if he can be your running back two, he'll be great. Yeah. Um, our next guy though, Dalvin Cook. Um, injury prone, another one of those guys, but when he's on the field,
0: he's incredible. Yeah, I think part of the problem for some people is that his big best finish in the last two years is RB27. A lot of it has to do with missing games. Um, but at the end of last year, they got it. The Vikings got a new OC. They want to run the ball more. Um, yeah, they
1: brought in Gary Kubiak, who who runs the run ball. heavy
0: in Houston and in Denver. Uh, Dalvin Cook is is very very talented. It's just can he stay on the field? Um, yeah, he I, missed
1: weeks three and then five through eight, so he only played eleven games last year. But he still managed to play well, and the reason that he only finished as RB twenty-seven is because when he was on the field, he was still dealing with injuries, and so the Vikings kind of played him slower a little bit.
0: Latavius Murray got a lot of work in that offense last year because they he just wasn't available. Yeah. So I do that. The usage will go up if he stays healthy. The sky's the limit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, I would. Feel If I knew that he was going to be healthy, I would put him at number five. Um, instead, I think you've got him at seven, and I've got him at 11. He's a running back one for both of us. Right. We both think he's going to be good, um, and the team wants to run the ball more. And even if they don't, considering they have two of the highest paid wide receivers and one of the highest paid quarterbacks, if they decide to throw the ball a little bit more, he can catch. He's, he's a great pass catcher. Um, in eleven games, he had fifty targets, three hundred five yards, two touchdowns. Excuse me, forty nine targets. Still a great, great
0: pass catcher.
1: Um, we think
0: he's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next guy is Damian Williams. Uh, I'll, I'll say that there's there's not it's not a guarantee that he's great this year. Yeah. But he is the number one in in Andy Reid offense. Patrick Mahomes' offense. You got to take him. If, you have he's, to. if he's the unequivocal starter for the whole year, he'll have no problem being an RB1, probably no problem being a top 10 running back. Oh, yeah. So he'll be a very valuable pick. Um, you can get him, I believe, in the middle of the second round or the uh, late second round. Yeah, and like Sam said, there's no guarantee
1: that he's going to be super good um, because. First of all, his workload isn't locked in. He only played six games as a starter last year, two of which were in the postseason. He has been in the league for a while. I mean, he's 26. He played for the Dolphins for a long time. Not saying that the Dolphins are a great sample either, considering Adam Gase was his coach. But he hasn't truly proven his talent, but this is a big thing in fantasy, opportunity over talent. And the opportunity as the lead back
0: in the Chiefs offense is Ridiculous. And I truly believe you could put just about an NFL running back, you could put any of them in that backfield, and they would succeed. Yeah. I personally don't think Damian Williams is a very talented running back. I don't believe in that talent, but that doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. He'll be good in that in that offense. It was very worrisome. The hamstring issue has come, but he's, he's back. He's on the field. So, you know, hopefully those don't act up again. Hamstrings are notoriously hard to get over, and they come back. Uh, uh, more often than a lot of un- other injuries. So you'll have to keep uh, looking out for that. But yeah, he's going to be a great play week I'm in and week out.
1: comfortable with him as if I go wide receiver, wide receiver. If he can be my running back one, I'm so comfortable with that. Yep. Uh, our next guy, Joe Mixon. So he's a- another guy that could potentially be on a bad offense, but he's so talented. I mean, the Bengals weren't a great team last year either and he's still put up running back one numbers. Yep. Um, I have him at 9.
0: Sam has him at 10. The biggest issue for him is scoring opportunities. It's yeah. These these top 10, top 12 guys, they need lots of touchdowns. He only had 9 last year, just like Zeke. And if, I would if put that, him back around that. I'd say I mean, he's going to score somewhere from 10 to 12. You can't really yeah, and, project him for more. Which is unfortunate. If It's so unfortunate that A.J. Green went down with the injury. The team could have been better. And who knows? The Bengals could be better than we think. I feel like with the Bengals more than anyone, they have a year every four years where they're, for some reason, uh Andy 9 figures it man. out. Yeah. So um, they can all they, put it together. If yeah. that happens, he, he'll be phenomenal. Yeah. He'll still be great. Um, Regardless. I see him being drafted a lot in the early, early second round, um, which is really tough. Yeah, there's just a lot of good running backs like we've been going through that. Uh, that and some of these guys are going after him. Um, yeah, but I, I really, I might be a little nervous to make him my running back one. If he's my running back two, I feel great. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> and who knows? Like you said, who knows with the Bengals' offense? They just
1: got a new head coach in Zach Taylor, who comes from that Sean McVay tree, um, and he's supposedly. An offensive guru, um, worked well with quarterbacks in the past, and hopefully that can translate to making Andy Dalton better, making the team better, and thus making Joe Mixon, yeah. giving Joe Mixon more opportunities.
0: They do, however, have three other talented backs on their team. Yeah. I think Gio, Gio Bernard will factor into the offense. I think he might be really annoying for Joe Mixon owners, so just be wary of that.
1: Yeah, um, We're going to move on to Nick Chubb, um, super good running back. He didn't start until week seven last year, and still put up almost a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. He did put up a thousand
0: yards, and then he and lost. Then he <laughs> lost. It.
1: Um, Unfortunate. Unfortunately, uh, he. We talked about him before. He's great. He's. Uh, they made. He forced a Carlos Hyde trade, and I mean, uh, showed his talent um, throughout and i think he's only going to get better we talked about how duke
0: johnson's gone so he's yep. going to get more pass work he'll be he'll be very good he should have the vast majority of the work once Cream Hunt gets back, he'll still have a, a big majority of the work. Some of that passing uh, Might game will go away. The bit, the the reason we were afraid of Nick Chubb why I had him back at sixteen before this news about Duke Johnson went away was because I didn't know how much passing work he was going to get. And, and now you, he's pretty and much you need locked that in passing work to be a top twelve guy. Yeah. Now he's now he's going to be getting some. Yeah. So uh, full go on Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah. Uh, our next two guys that we have at 12 and 13, uh, James Conner, we talked about him. I talked about him a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. We think he's going to be good. I've got him down at 14. Sam's got him at 9. Um, great running back on a good offense. I mean, he could end up very well as a running back, a high running back one. Um, he's someone that I'm a little more wary about, but... We talked about him a lot earlier,
0: yeah yeah uh and our our last guy is Carry on Johnson um he got a huge bump up when they got rid of theoretic um theoretic has gotten is the has been the most targeted running back in the league the last three, uh, years. three years, so that's a ton of targets, and most of them are gonna go to carry on Johnson he's yep. a very talented running back Super very talented, talented pass catcher uh but only four touchdowns last year, yeah. It all comes back to to a scoring opportunities, and the yeah. Detroit Lions not a great offense as Who of knows? right now. As, Matthew Stafford as was hurt apparently with a broken back, which I've heard is very is it, it hurts a lot. Uh, so hard to throw, uh, with hard it. to throw with it. So, so they could I could be I better. See them
1: being a lot better. Um, still, the team signed C.J. Anderson in the offseason, who's a great bruising running back. Um, but I, st- I still see carry-on. I put him up at number 10, I believe, 12. Uh, Sam's got him at 13. Um, and right. the great news is we didn't get a huge sample size from him last year, which means we don't even know what his potential is. He only played the first week, 10 weeks, and only two of those games did he have 15-plus carries, which, is, which shows that if he gets more of a workload now that Theo Riddick's gone –
0: he could be incredible. I agree. Um, I agree. That, uh, that, that finishes our uh, RB1s. I'll run back through them real quick. we got Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, uh, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Damian Williams, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, James Conner, and Carrion Johnson. We've said a lot about these guys, but the bottom line is if you have any of these guys on your team... You're it's going to be, be a good thing. Yeah. Having good running backs is great. Um, just you know, be wary. Take a risk into consideration. Yes. But they'll be good.
1: Yeah, every single one of those guys is an RB1 for us, um, which means draft them in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we close out, we've got a new segment that I kind of teased at earlier and these are our bold predictions and so for these next three weeks since the uh, football hasn't officially started these next three weeks are going to be our season-long predictions and then once we get into the regular season we're going to do week-to-week predictions and we're going to figure out a punishment to where if my bold prediction turns out right sam has to do something if his turns out right same for me Um, And we're going to figure that out in the next coming weeks. Um, If you guys listen to this and have some suggestions for it, we'd love to hear it. Um, but let's get into those. Sam, what's your bold prediction? So my bold
0: prediction has a lot to do with a guy I talked about earlier, and it's about Albert Wilson. I love Albert Wilson. I love. I, I think he'll be great this year, and I and I fully believe. I have no problem saying that he will be a top forty wide receiver this year. That might not sound like a like a lot, but he's for an undrafted guy. That's that's a huge step up. People just aren't don't believe in him. And a top forty guy would be a wide receiver three or a flex guy, and I think he will be. Just about a weekly starter. Uh, so,
1: are you willing to go up to thirty six?
0: Uh, yeah, I'd be willing to say he's a wide. He'll be a wide receiver three.
1: So this season, the top thirty six wide receiver is the top three wide receivers on your team.
0: Makes him a weekly starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about it. We think he's going to be pretty good. I think. I think you you will be happy if he is your uh, wide receiver three. The great point. The great thing is he's, he's on. your bench. He can be your. He's flex. your flex. He's you. He, you might need, not even need him every week, but. When uh, your 6th round pick inevitably, inevitably doesn't work out, you got you Albert got Wilson your bench. for free. Um,
1: and I'm going to cover my bold prediction really fast. Uh, we talked about Duke Johnson a lot. He just got traded to the Texans. I fully believe that Lamar Miller's job could be in danger by the end of the year. I think Duke Johnson is a super talented guy. He's shown what he can do in the pass game, and he never really got used in the running game. And when he did, he was always a great uh, rusher. Um, I think he probably fits in with the Texans offense a lot more. Lamar Miller is a bruiser, whereas the rest of the Texans offense is more air raid, um, fast paced. Not saying Lamar Miller is not going to um, have a job at all, but I think that Duke Johnson is going to become the 1A instead
0: of 1B by the end of the year. I... That is a bold take. I, I disagree with you. I don't think that Duke Johnson will take of that job. I don't think Duke Johnson... I think he's a talented pass catcher. I don't think he's that great a runner. <laughs> something doesn't sit right with me that he, didn't, he was sitting behind Isaiah Crowell for years, uh, and he couldn't, he couldn't beat him out. Um, but... Lamar, the Texans are unhappy with Lamar Miller. Obviously, he's just not. An and he's on, the of he's on the final year of his contract. Final year of his contract. If Duke I Johnson think... shows
1: anything, I believe the Texans will move him up to the starting running back. And the, all right, the the great thing about you disagreeing is that's why it's a bold prediction. Yeah. Um, but again, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. If you have any suggestions, uh, comments, reviews, whatever. Uh, we've got a twitter at SOS fantasy pod um,
0: hope that you guys enjoyed the episode and we will be back with you next Wednesday next Wednesday yeah uh, please reach out to us we'd love to talk to you guys if you guys want to talk about fantasy or anything we'll we'll be checking our, our twitter and everything uh, you can leave comments on our podcast on several of the of the uh, sites that it's on um, and we want to talk to you guys uh, yeah. we want to we, that's part of the reason we're doing this thing we want to foster community foster community that uh that likes to talk about this stuff so anything and everything send it our way we'll be happy to talk um thank you so much for listening to us these last two episodes uh and hopefully uh you guys keep listening yeah
1: and most importantly if you got all the way to the end send it to a friend that you think would enjoy this because we're trying to reach out like sam said as many people as possible and you can help us with that so thank you guys so much we'll see you next week